Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction. Starring Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It all starts right here, right now on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Well, oh, well, good morning to you, baseball people. It is a Saturday morning right here on 670 The Score, and that means inside the clubhouse from 9 a.m. up until 11. I'm Matt Spiegel, and he is Bruce Levine. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Matt, and uh, we have an importantly fun show for you. Importantly fun because that's what we need right now. Baseball talk, the presumption of baseball being resumed again at some point. We'll fill you in on the latest hypotheses, and as well as give you hopefully some great guests to enjoy today. Matt and I will be talking to Steve Ciszek of the Chicago White Sox, Tom Hamilton, the great broadcaster for Cleveland Indian Baseball, and our special guest, Joe Madden, uh, the Angels manager, the Los Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim manager. Sounds different, but nonetheless, that is Joe Madden. He'll be joining us at uh, 10.30 today. Your calls always appreciated, and appointment time is now for you at 312-644-6767. Text Matt at 670-11. Well, Joe Madden is somebody, Bruce, who we know has lots and lots of interests. So if there's anybody who's finding things to do in their downtime um, with their curiosity, you know, Joe is reading a million books. He's He's, he's finding shows and documentaries to check out, but I'm sure he's also missing baseball as much as any of us as well. So I look forward yeah, to talking you, to him about you that. You bet, Matt. And uh, we are going to, uh, again, uh, explore some of these conversations and topics that have been coming up lately. Again, uh, you know, for baseball fans, Matt, that are, are kind of frustrated by the, bl- the, the little blurbs that you hear on a daily basis of, well, initially it was going to be uh, – you know, beginning in uh, the middle of May, and uh, they're, they're going to play all their games in Arizona. Uh, spring training will start in the middle of May. Then uh, at the most recent, uh, you know, things that we heard is that uh, baseball might now be in Florida and Arizona. There would be separate leagues and a, a postseason built around that. So we'll fill you in on all that. Also, uh, some White Sox players besides uh, Steve Ciszek, James McCann talked yesterday. We'll hear a little from him in this uh, first part of our show as well. Where would you like to begin, Matt? 
Well, here, here's where the news cycle uh, takes us these days in baseball, right, Bruce? It's like every every website, every news source has an article about players reacting to the Arizona plan, the that initial big Arizona plan that came out about everybody in a bubble. Or like you have had at times, like I had uh, once last week, like Bob Nightingale has this week, Another one of these 14 or 15 models, as you reported it a couple of weeks ago, right? One of the those tidbits of information comes out and then somebody fleshes out that. And it's exciting to think about and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's good that there's all these plans that are out there. So I find myself agreeing with Tony LaRussa, which is something that I have not done very often in my life anyway, where LaRussa <laughs> says at the end of the Nightingale article, there are so many workable possibilities. Why give up on any alternative until it's clear it can't work? What we can't do is give up. So, and I, I love that. Um, and I'm, I, I, I love that when, when bits of these plans come out, we follow them through to what their, their full indications would be, what the full consequences would be intended or otherwise. And, and that's healthy for us right now. And then we'll see what science actually lets baseball do and who really, and nobody knows exactly what that is just yet. James McCann was on a teleconference call yesterday with reporters uh, talking about his perspective of uh, what is going on now. Uh, he talked about the latest model that was up about the possibility of all the players playing in Arizona without their families maybe being sequestered for four and a half months. Here's uh, James McCann on his thoughts on uh, where baseball's at and where it should go with players coming back. I've talked with a lot of players and we were all in the same boat that, that we want to play. And uh, we are up for anything on the table that allows us to, to be able to play. Um, my concern with, with that situation is there, there's a lot of details that, that have to be hammered out for that to even become a possibility. Um, you know, obviously, I, being, uh, you know, having been married and having two young kids, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the idea of, of leaving them for the potential of five months. Um, and, you know, if, if, there, if it was something on the table as far as, hey, the, the first few weeks you're going to be on your own in isolation, but... You know, we have a there's a plan in place for, for the entire country where things will open up and we can just you know we can isolate for spring training and then families will be able to join. That, that's a different story. Um, but telling guys they have to leave their families indefinitely to then go isolate uh, themselves, it's um, you know I, I don't know that that's the the right answer um, I, I, because you know as much as you try and isolate players, you, you also have. Uh, you know, hotel staff of, of where you're isolating guys and you have uh, chefs and different people that are preparing food and um, you know it, there's just a lot of details that that, I, that I, I have a hard time seeing how that that comes to to fruition but like I said I, I think as players we have to be uh, understanding the situation and and um, you know I, I think that uh, if the public is taken care of um, as far as you know there's plenty of tests to go around and, and we have a handle on it then I'm, I'm all for uh, I was trying to figure out a way to play. James McCann talking yesterday about uh, how he perceives the uh, situation, Matt, in um, Arizona and the possibility of being with families, sequestered from families. Again, very many models that they're looking at right now. Um, you know, his, his frustration with it is the same as all baseball fans. He wants badly to be back there playing baseball, but 
uh, at what at what price does it come with uh, without seeing his family uh, being sequestered with other players for long periods of time no fans in the stands obviously perfection is not what we're going to get from baseball this year but uh, certainly checking out the, this model is something that uh, he would be interested in uh, talk to a few other players and we'll talk to Steve Ciszek, uh just in the next uh, 15 or 20 minutes about his ideas uh, they're all for any plans as long as uh, families can be included they they do not see themselves without their families for four or five months it doesn't seem to be a workable plan at that point yeah it, it's that's a deal breaker for a lot of these guys understandably so it's also an interesting sort of conversational element of their reaction right here who loves their family more who can say i really need to be with my family uh, more fervently than than the rest but you know the, the idea that this was going to start on may 1st even with some sort of spring training or whatever was ridiculous and it was ridiculous all along but i do think the frameworks that they're discussing bruce are are, are, are reasonable and feasible should something be doable on July 1st or hell, even on August 1st, right. you know, whenever it is, some of these frameworks are doable. Let's, let's focus on the one that Bob Nightingale brought up in USA Today for a, a moment. And, and for anybody who didn't see, you referenced it, Bruce, that you'd have the 15 teams that play in Arizona having essentially a cactus league and the 15 teams that play in Florida having a grapefruit league mm-hmm. and doing the divisions that way. So doing away with the traditional divisions, but you still got three divisions of five teams that would make for different new, interesting bedfellows like the White Sox in a division, not just with the Indians, but also with the Dodgers who they share Camelback Ranch with. That division just got a lot tougher. Um, but, you know, it, it, this, this idea that you've got 15 and 15 playing each other, and then they've gone ahead and fleshed it out. Bob gave us that you'd still have 12 games apiece against their new divisional opponents, six games apiece against the other teams that are playing in the state, one doubleheader every night when all teams are scheduled to play because there's an odd number of teams in each state. I mean, they've thought this all through, and they've got this stuff in place. Should the medical go-ahead come... I think some of these seem feasible to me without. Yeah, I, I don't know point. how postseason would work with that because you might have uh, teams from the same league uh, yep. playing each other in the final series. But again, uh, we're not going to get perfection. Uh, they are talking about best case scenarios as far as playing baseball, giving people what they want, uh, having a semblance of a season where they can monetize it as well. I mean, we cannot be naive enough to think that, uh, you know, the television networks and the regional networks uh, like NBC Sports Chicago and Marquee are, have, won't have consideration. They are a big part of what uh, the owners hope will bring in the revenue if there are not fans in the stands. And we, we are dealing with the reality that if there are fans in the stands, it won't be 30, 40,000 strong anytime uh, soon. You know, it won't be, it won't be June. It won't be July. Uh, they won't be signing off on that. Uh, you know, it's just pretty clear when you, you listen to uh, the officials and the governor in California talk about the fact that, uh, you know, they're, uh, you know, probably not interested in even considering people in the stands until around Thanksgiving. 
So from that perspective and the, uh, and the so many millions of people that live in the state of California, you, you can see that as a, you know, a sample of what everybody else will be looking at as well. So we'll, we'll take all the baseball we can get in whatever shape and form it comes uh, mm-hmm. as soon as they can do it. I mean, I don't know if anybody could argue that point, whether it's a truncated form of baseball that we've known it in the past, Matt, uh, we still want our baseball. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, look, I, I'm nothing if not a, an amateur epidemiologist, Bruce. I think you've long known how <laughs> how much I'm interested in the science of, of pandemics and how intelligent I can be. But it, I mean, it really, it, it, it's amazing what we're what we're doing here is we're all kind of postulating. Um, but but I do like some of these ideas in, in, in Nightingale's piece and the. The fact that the divisions would be, are be, would be fascinating. You see, the Grapefruit League East division, where the Nationals and the Astros are in it together, along with the Cardinals and the Mets. And I, I know you'd end up with, you could very well end up with, you know, depending on how they did it, if they were going to do a, a normally structured postseason, mm-hmm. where you have uh, th- these three division winners from Grapefruit, three divi- division winners from Cactus, plus a wild card play each other, and then you get a World Series, and it could be teams from the same, from the same division normally who yeah. are, end up meeting, or the same league normally. But the year is going to be weird no matter what. No matter what they do, no matter how it's structured, the year is going to be strange. So I, I like the idea of embracing the full-on strange and doing whatever the hell you have to do to get some baseball. And I think the networks, like you talk about, would would love whatever form they could get. I wonder how that would work. Like, let's say from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern time, you could have games constantly scheduled across the grapefruit, across the cactus. Would they all be available national? Would the, the private rights holders have their own broadcast? There's a lot to work out, but they would work it out for the for the interest of, of the dollars, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, and of course, they, they always have the package you know, to go to as well. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. normally it's about a dollar a day for the uh, extra innings package, you know, uh, for up, yep. to, up to 12, 13 games a day. Um, blacking out your area on that, of course, uh, 90 mile radius. But, uh, you know, the, the creativity will continue with television and radio as well. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, we want to hear a Cub baseball again on the score as soon as possible. White Sox fans want to hear their teams on radio and television. So from all of that, uh, you know, Matt, we can we can just be give people information about a model. And again, what what Matt is talking about is just one more model that a baseball executive talked to Bob Nightingale about about part of a proposal. It's not the definitive proposal at this point. We have to we have to underline that and make sure people understand it. It's just a little bit more information about what is being talked about among the MLB officials along with the club owners. Have you have you sampled baseball of the past this week, Bruce? Um, I, I mean, every week is an opportunity. The, the proliferation of, of previous games and legendary games that are available on radio and TV is remarkable, as well as certain highlights that come up yep. on this day in baseball history that, that come up. What, what have you sampled and taken in this well, week? Well, I've watched, uh, you know, some of the, the Cub Classic uh, walk-offs on marquee uh, this week. Uh, also, some of their 2016 uh, World Series games. On MLB, uh, watched uh, 
some 1980 playoff uh, games. On uh, the internet ye- yesterday, uh, Matt, I watched the last wow. three innings of the uh, Yankees versus Pirates in 1960 with the Bob Costas doing an in-studio hosting on the MLB network doing those last three innings uh, that they did 10 years ago to uh, commemorate the 50 years of the Mazarowski home run wow. to win that 1960 World Series, which is was great. I, I recommend it for everybody. It's, it's about an hour long, uh, but you'll enjoy the fact that uh, a lot of the people in the audience were people like Mazarowski, Bill Verdon, um, you know, uh, players that were involved in that game, Bobby Richardson. Uh, the only MVP, Matt, in uh, the history of the World Series that won the MVP award from a losing team, Bobby Richardson. Hmm. It wasn't Mazarowski. You can win a lot of bar bets with that one. Uh, Mazarowski was not the MVP of that World Series. Bobby Richardson with 12 hits in that series. Yeah, but in crossing sports, it takes me to Chuck Howley. Right, the yep. only yep. Super Bowl MVP on a losing yeah, team. Yeah, on a losing uh, team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but well, yeah. See that. See that's great. This this is your opportunity to catch up on certain things like that and delve into certain things like that, and you can get your fix. Um, for for me, that a highlight that crossed my path this morning was an Ichiro Suzuki throw from from right field oh to God. third base. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. And and I I tweeted it and shared it with people and just. I watched the highlight, I don't know, four, five, six times in a row. The late, great Dave Niehaus on the call, which made it even better. Um, but if I was if I was drafting for right field arms, Bruce, if I, mm. was, if I was taking right field arms, if we were each drafting, let's say, a roster of three, mm. we each get three people with right sure. field throwing arms, um, and I took Ichiro number hmm, number one. Uh, where are you going with your first pick? Your uh, Bob pick. Clemente. Uh, Rob, Roberto, Roberto Clemente, Clemente was uh, the best arm I've ever seen. I threw. I saw him throw out a guy at a third base from the warning track in right field at Wrigley Field. So there, uh, you go. there won't be a better throw that I see, but the Ichiro throw that you talk about was so fantastic because it was from mid right field. And mm-hmm. it was near the line, and it was on the the, the the ball was on the line to the third baseman. So yes. the throw was so true. There was no arc to it. It was just a line drive throw. That how far do you think it traveled, Matt? You know, 150 feet, 175. Um, yeah, maybe 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 175, and just a complete and utter straight line was yeah, the throw. Yeah, I, I mean that was it was incredible. But you know, right field arms, you know. I go. Well, hold on! Uh, stop! 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 Yeah. You, you made your pick. I got Ichiro. You took Clemente. I'm gonna take your guy, Andre Dawson. I'm sorry that you don't get a chance to take him now, but that's my second round pick. Wow! Choice, you really Bruce? stole my thunder, didn't you? <laughs> You're such a bad guy, aren't you? I know. You I know. really are. Hey, uh, people want to talk about uh, some of these new rules. Uh, they will uh-huh. hit the phone lines before we have to take a break, and then at the bottom of the hour, Steve Ciszek. Top of the next hour. Tom Hamilton, the great voice of the Indians. Joe Madden joining us at 1030. Uh, but give me a second round pick, though. If I've got Dawson, and, 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 and so so there, there's many available. Just give me one mm-hmm. more. Give me, give me, uh, I'll got, take give Vladimir me a, Guerrero. Vladimir Guerrero is excellent. Okay, cool. I'll, t- I'll take uh, Dave Parker, um, nice. the Cobra, with, with my third round pick. You've, nice. you've got a third rounder, Bruce? You got a yeah, third rounder? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Rocky Calavito. 
<laughs> there we go. All right, then I'll sign Dwight Evans as an undrafted free agent. Very nice. Um, all right, let's I, go. He did well. Go ahead. Yeah, you I, did well. I feel good. Um, let's go to Dave Winfield remains on the board. Unbelievable. Let's go to mm-hmm. Joe in St. Charles right here on 670 to score. Joe, you're on Inside the Clubhouse with me, Matt Spiegel, and him, Bruce Levine. What's going on, Joe? Good morning. Hey, um, I was watching a game from 1968. It was a World Series game between the Cardinals and I think the Tigers. It was. I and, watched it with you. Okay, and one of the things that really jumped out at me was those guys, when they came up to bat, they came up to hit, and they never got out of the box. And if they enforced that rule today, I'll bet yep. you you could shorten games by half an hour. <laughs> yeah, just Thanks, no walking, Joe. you know. Um, you know, the the interesting thing, I'll segue back to that 1960 World Series Game 7. You know, it was a yeah. classic 10-9 won by the Mazurowski home run in the bottom of the ninth inning off of Ralph Terry. There were no walks in that game. Seventh game World Series, nine, a 10-9 final, zero walks for either team. So that was a, there was a, a classic little blurb about that game as well. Uh, they were up there swinging the bat. There's no doubt about it. And uh, you, you want you, I don't know how you force people to uh, change and go back in the era, uh, Matt, but uh, it was a more aggressive time. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think you can do that in terms of forcing the aggression, but you could, like what Joe was talking about, enforce the rule of not stepping out of the box every time. But now everybody is Mike Hargrove, you know, right. um, the human rain delay, right? Where everybody's stepping out yeah. and adjusting their gloves and 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 getting at least one practice swing and adjusting the cleats and giving themselves yeah. more time to think. If you really like. You can only do that. What is the rule as it stands, Bruce? You can only do that once per at bat or something. Yeah, but I mean, I've never seen it enforced. Have you? I know. No, no. But have you ever seen a a strike called on somebody because they never stepped out? No, hasn't happened. Never, never, never in my recollection. It's been Um, in place and they've threatened it, but they haven't done it. But imagine enforcing that just to increase the level of activity and and to turn every pitcher into Mark Burley as opposed to Steve Traxel and turn turn every hitter into somebody who, who only puts a foot out just for a second while they get more comfortable if need be. Let's go to Wayne and Homer Glenn. Wayne, you're on Inside the Clubhouse on the score. What's up, Wayne? Bruce, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, I, I've got some ideas. Okay, we've had high school games where all of a sudden umpires don't show up and they, you know, uh, they don't have their uh, gear for home plate, and we've had guys call the balls and strikes from behind the mound, and that would help with the social distancing. And let's say, you know, I talked to my Cub buddies, and, and you know, and they said, uh, how about no stealing second base? And then that way the first base is not holding the guy on, and you got your six feet distance. And I'll let you go, and hopefully I see it Nolan Shoes or Manny's. Yep, okay. Um, I'm a big fan of yours, Matt, by the way. I don't know if I've ever told you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, look, uh, the, the, the social distancing with uh, – Players, you know, I'm sure that will be remedied before they allow them on the field. You're, you're going to have close contact with players. There's going to be tag plays. Right. You know, there's going to be conversations uh, between pitchers and catchers and managers on the mound. So uh, that, that part will have to be, you know, figured out before they can 
go to that. Uh, if if they don't, you're not going to have big groups of people being together in a, a clubhouse dressing, you know, 30, 40 guys, you know, at a time of being together. So hopefully all this will be worked out before uh, we get down to the minutia of uh, leadoffs and uh, where the umpire can stand. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, those items were so, like, laughably implausible in the Arizona plan. I got to say, the this idea that you're going to make sure that people maintained six-foot distance when, in reality, you know that those things are going to crumble. So it has to be a situation where everyone is either already tested, pos- tested positive or, or negative. They've developed the antibody or, you know, like, the, 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 we have to get to that kind of place. As I, again exercise my my amateur epidemiologist um, business card. Uh, Bruce, let's take a break. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. <laughs> if you, I, I teach ap- uh, amateur um, epidemiologist classes, uh, if anyone I'm wants to, via Zoom. To yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. I'd recommend the whole hour for you. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, all right, we'll take a break and talk to uh, talk to Steve Ciszek, uh next, who had some thoughts, and, and you said strong thoughts, right, Bruce, on whether or not he w- would want to be away with his, from his family. Yes, sir. Uh, we're looking so, forward to that. And keep on connecting with you at 312-644-6767. Text Matt at 670 All right. So 670, the score is where you are. Joe Madden, about an hour from now. Tom Hamilton, top of the hour. And Steve Ciszek next on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. According to my agent, within uh, after well after five minutes of the World Series, the White Sox called and expressed some interest. So, you know, you get a call that soon, you know, the team's up to something. And of course, you know, with what they did this offseason, it made you know signing here very intriguing. And so, you know, when they expressed interest in making an offer, you know, I was I was all ears. You know, I was ready to go. So, just glad it worked out. You're listening to 670 The Score, this hour of which is brought to you by Team Hochberg. Visit their new website, 56david.com. That's 56david.com. That is our next guest talking about how the Chicago White Sox chased him down. And he joins us now on the Alpamani Ford Hotline. Bruce? Steve Ciszek uh, joining us from his home in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, is nice enough to join us and give us a few minutes of his time today. Good morning, Steve. How are you and your family doing right now? Um, we are well. You know, it's, uh, if anything, this virus has obviously given us plenty of family time to spend together, and uh, we're trying to make the best uh, use of that time. So when you're not trying to choke each other, you and your wife, and I know you're making each other more comfortable, but uh, time together, this much time together for anybody, 
is challenging, isn't it? Because we're all such busy people, you know, on the go. We appreciate each other more now, I think, than ever before. But uh, being confined is not the easiest thing in the world, is it? It isn't. Um, uh, one of the things we have going for us here in Florida is we've had beautiful weather. So, you know, we're able to get out and ride bikes around the neighborhood, um, you know, do stuff like that. Um, you know, so we get out a couple times a day. Um, you know, girls will go swimming and stuff. We have, again, fortunate enough to have a pool in the backyard. So they're, they're professional swimmers at this point. They could join an Olympic team, I think. And, uh, but we're, we're trying to, like I said, we're trying to make the best use of our time and we're just enjoying time as a family. Last I uh, saw footage of you in the backyard, Steve, you were throwing to a net, which is um, not the best catcher. I'm sure not a great framer, uh, that net that you're throwing to in the backyard. Um, But you were waiting on a mound to be delivered to the backyard. Did the mound ever get there? And how does one deliver a pitching mound to uh, somebody's backyard? Yeah, tough, um, tough update, tough break for me. Uh, The mound won't get here till Monday now. So I'm not surprised oh. with everything going on. <laughs> so I'm about to throw a 25-pitch flat ground here. When I get off the phone with you guys, I'm, I'm trying to get loose right now to go play catch with my friend Annette. Um, I haven't come up with a name for it yet. But, um, yeah, when that mound how, how do you go about getting a mound? Um, another guy that trains at the gym that I train at, um, Richard Blyer, he's with the Orioles, uh, pointed. He, I saw him throwing off a mound in his backyard about a month ago. Um, I think it's like a family company called Pro Choice Mounds, and they ship them from, they make them themselves and ship them from Alabama. You know, they got wheels wow. and stuff on them, so they're portable. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. So once they kind of shut down essential businesses, I, I jumped online and tried to buy one of those things in case I had to throw in the backyard. And sure enough, now that's kind of the case. Steve, I think your catcher is your your catcher is a female, isn't it, Steve? Annette. Her name is Annette, and she's Annette. Uh, there we a, go. A lo- I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, big Steve, target, too. Uh, if I overthrow that, then I have some serious issues. You were on a uh, phone conference call with some reporters yesterday, and uh, I was uh, on that as well. Can you talk a little bit about your, your ideas about uh, some of the models that they have up there? And again, we stress the idea that these are only models we're hearing about from uh, MLB sources through reporters. Uh, like uh, Ken Rosenthal and uh, Bob Nightingale, that these are only one of many models. But the one model that kind of uh, resonated uh, in a both a positive and negative way was the one in Arizona, where people are talking about isolation for players and a, a whole uh, season, maybe four and a half months of uh, being without your family. Uh, just uh, you know, it, kind of recap your thoughts about that possibility and uh, and how it would impact you and other players. Yeah. Um, well, obviously with the family, you know, the separation thing, uh, again, kind of talking about it uh, this morning with my wife, like that'd be a very difficult one for me and a couple other other guys um, understanding that, well, A, this is just talks. Like this is so early that we, we don't know if this would ever happen, but B, that, you know, me and a couple other guys, we'd probably be in the minority on this just because, you know, there's a lot of young ball players, you know, in the big league. So that may not have established families yet. Um, but yeah, for me, it'd be, you know, a massive problem. You know, I just couldn't picture myself being away from my family for four and a half months, you know, with, you know, a virus going around still. And um, I'd have a hard time dealing with that just as a husband and a, a parent, you know, so um, so that's that's one of the things, and then there's there's also other some ideas that were floated out there. That I, I liked and definitely you know didn't really care for too much, and 
Um, but again, it's so early that it's hard to even, you know, throw a fit about it. <laughs> I was just having a positive right. thought about the potential of even playing baseball, which is obviously intriguing. It, 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 it's yeah. That's the thing is like how creative should baseball be willing to be like how creative will you be willing to be Steve? I, I, I understand completely about the family, but in terms of some of the other things that, that bothered you, uh, you could share one or two of them. It's, it's interesting. And I wonder if there's wiggle room for you just to get some games in. I mean, the, the whole umpire electronic strike zone thing, I, I just, I just can't get on board with it. Um, but I mean, if that's the case, if that's the only way, if that's the only way we can play, then so be it. But, you know, I just, I'd, I'd leave it up to the umpires with that one. If they wanted to, you know, put themselves at risk or not, um, you know, on them. And uh, if we're going to play this game, but I'd, I'd personally like an umpire behind the dish. You know, I, I do like what they do. I like the uncertainty. Um, and it's just, it's just how the game's been played for, you know, so long and are the history of the game we're talking about. So, now, these are uncertain times, I get that, but I'm, I'm afraid that if you put uh, electronic strike zone in place, then that's going to be implemented, like, forever, you know, so um, that's tough. But um, what I did like, uh, there's another one that came out about, uh, you know, everyone goes to their spring training facilities, and, you, and the divisions are kind of, um, you know, mixed and matched. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, of yeah. course, you guys have probably seen that. I, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Um, the only issue with that is I don't know if you saw the White Sox division in that on that list. Like, holy cow! Like every team is pretty much equal on that thing. It's going to be a battle if that were to happen. So yeah. it's just like, man, they put us in a tough division. But uh, I, I I did think that was more feasible. I, I thought it was a pretty cool idea. Because then yeah, uh, on top of that, I don't mean to keep rambling, but you got Chase Field in Arizona where you could probably play a couple of games a day. And then you get Marlins Park in Florida, you know, and Tampa on the west coast of Florida, where you could play indoor games and be away from the heat too. So you could you could get some games in those facilities. Yeah, interesting. There's a lot of interesting hypotheses going in yes. down. Steve Steve Shack joining us for a few minutes more on Inside the Clubhouse. It's Bruce. It's Matt. It's every Saturday, 52 weeks out of the year, talking baseball on the Score from nine to eleven. Um, talk about some of the charitable things that you're doing in your area here in Chicago and back in uh, Massachusetts as well. I know you and your wife have really extended yourselves out. Yeah. Um, well, we're just trying to find ways to meet needs for the communities that you know impact, have impacted us. Um, in Jupiter, one of our, my former teammates, Tom Kohler, started um, a GoFundMe for uh, you know hospital workers. We've got people that are on the front line to provide like 100 meals a day through a local chef. Um, that used to prepare meals for him during his workouts. And I thought that was a cool idea. So he tried to raise, you know, 15 grand. And I'm pretty sure he's, he either got to that number or is really close. Um, so you can check it out on Twitter. Just look up Tom Kohler. He has it posted all over the place. So we run that, that, that benefit to Jupiter. Um, in Chicago, um, you know, we try to, uh, we partnered up with Adam Wainwright's foundation, a big league impact. Um, and they, uh, I think there has been a, like a player for every team that's donated money, um, and the money goes to the for, for my in our case, the White Sox, um, and they uh, and they it benefits uh, the Chicago Food Pantry. I always draw draw a blank so on the Chicago name. Chicago Food uh, Depository. Thank you, Chicago Food Depository. And then just recently, you know, we've grown up in Falmouth, Massachusetts. Um, you know, and, and we don't we don't really kind of make a huge announcement on social media and stuff like that. My wife and I are, you know, quiet about 
where we give just because we just try to meet needs as we see them. And then, uh, you know, we, we donate to our local food pantry in Falmouth, Massachusetts uh, to help them out. They also meet needs for people that are struggling with rent. Um, so obviously, you know, there's been a lot of that going on. So, yeah, we just try to, um, you know, meet those needs as best as we can. You know, whatever level people can give, an act of kindness like that, just doing something it, it, every day or, or a couple days a week, it really helps you you feel normal in a way during these bizarre times, doesn't it, Steve? Just doing stuff like that helps you feel useful. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for us, we, we just think about it. Um, a, our faith drives a huge portion of that, wanting to give, just to be charitable uh, to our neighbors. And then, you know, B, yeah, we all suffered loss to some degree. Um, but, you know, for, for my family and I, like, I can't complain. We've been fortunate over the years just with baseball. And we just don't want to, you know, when we see people struggling, we don't want to, you know, just hold on to our money and stuff like that. We want to be able to help them out, you know, to the best of our ability. So um, it just, yeah, like you said, it just makes, it does make you feel good. Just that it brings a lot of joy to you knowing that, you know, some food will be brought to the table of a family that needs it or, you know, whatever the, whatever the case is. What's been your contact with uh, new and old teammates as far as uh, this time out now, which is right around uh, a month now since uh, cancellation of spring training games? Um, yeah, we've been, I've been in touch. So like I said, Tom Kohler, he was always a good friend of mine. Uh, he's one of my best friends probably in baseball um, with our days with the Marlins. We came up through the system together. Um, and then uh, I, I was actually playing catch with uh, A.J. Ramos. Um, when I was closing in Miami, he was the eighth-inning setup guy and uh, ended up taking taking over for me as the closer when I was struggling. He's a phenomenal pitcher, but he's coming back from shoulder surgery. So uh, him and I, I was trying to you know do my best, do my part to help him get back on track so he can sign with the team during this all this going on because he looks actually really good right now. Um, so I was playing catch with him, but he, he decided to go back home to Texas um, just the other day. So now Annette is my new throwing partner. So thanks, AJ. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, so those two guys for sure. And then across the league, you know, just via social media, stuff like that. You know, I think you and Annette really have a, a good relationship. It's important for a battery to get along too, Steve. So <laughs> I, it, 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 look, look at a Cactus League West, the division that you referenced. If this thing were to happen, the Cactus League West, the Dodgers, the Reds with that rotation, the Indians, the improved Angels with Rendon and Moore, and the White Sox. It's ridiculous. I mean, that, that would be that'd be really unfair in a way for the White Sox who have who have added so much and are on the cusp and maybe ready to compete to have to deal with all all of those guys. But 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 I mean, even you were there for just a short moment, a uh, short moment or two in Arizona. And that team, that locker room felt really exciting and really positive for the White Sox, didn't it? I mean, you've been a lot of places, Steve, but you had to notice how excitable and how what the energy was like with that White Sox group in Arizona. Uh, certainly, yeah. There was definitely a buzz in that clubhouse. Um, and, you know, just you can see the guys just getting after it every day. I mean, Abreu was bringing in some of the uh, Latino guys super early in the morning, making them like develop a routine. And um, it was, it was pretty cool to witness, you know, um, I, I get, I get there at like six forty-five in the morning. I feel like I'm one of the last ones there sometimes. And it's just like, wow, like maybe I need to step my game up. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. You go in the weight room and the weight room's packed with guys just getting after it. And 
uh, all hours of the day. It, it, was, it was fun to see. Steve, we appreciate uh, you joining us today and appreciate what you're doing for all the people in your areas that you care about and people around the country. Uh, that's what being uh, great people and Americans are all about, and it's a great example of what major league players are trying to do right now to help out during this uh, pandemic. Thank you so much for your time and stay in touch. Uh, Matt and I appreciate you joining us on Inside the Clubhouse today. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Thanks, Thank Steve. You. Giving that our love, please. <laughs> Steve Seashack uh... of the Chicago White Sox uh, joined us on Inside the Clubhouse. And uh, a little bit more to do uh, coming up. Uh, Tom Hamilton, the Indians broadcaster, will give a perspective of what's going on with the Indians and uh, his world. And then Joe Madden at 1030 will join us from Arizona as well. Yeah, but Bruce has uh, has video game thoughts, which I didn't expect. I got to say, that was a, a nice surprise of my morning. Let's get those out of you next uh, on Inside the Clubhouse. And then Tom Hamilton and Joe Madden next hour. You're listening to 670 The Score. Welcome back in on 670 The Star. Matt Spiegel and Bruce Levine here for you on Inside the Clubhouse. Indians broadcaster Tom Hamilton at the top of the hour. Bruce, uh, you mentioned to me before our show about what MLB The Show, the video game, was doing. Tell people um, tell people what's happening so uh, with MLB every, The Show right yeah, now. Yeah, there's going to be a special participation by 30 Major League Baseball teams, different players, one player from each team, joining in and playing a uh, kind of a round-robin of uh, events against each other on MLB The Show, which is a video game that uh, emanates from uh, San Diego and has been a, a big seller for Major League Baseball and a, a fun participation game for uh, fans for a number of years now. And uh, from the Chicago Cubs, Ian Happ will be the participant from the White Sox, Lucas Giolito. And it, it's a, a fun way of uh, people being able to watch them participate. Uh, as you'll see on different websites and on Twitter, you'll be able to follow this as they play these games. It's going to be interesting. It's just another way of the MLB trying to have some interactive fun with their players uh, for uh, fans to enjoy some form of baseball, even though it isn't baseball itself. Yeah, it's 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 out there. It began last night, Bruce. Um, Joey Gallo went four and zero for the Texas Rangers. He homered um, a lot, including four times with his own avatar. He outscored his opponents thirty to six in his four games, and you've got like Amir Garrett and Blake Snell and and Gallo all kind of screaming at each other, and uh, Nico Goodrum of the Tigers. Hey. The Mariners' representative is Carl Edwards Jr. So Carl's Carl's out there. If you want to go cheer for the Mariners on MLB The Show, you can get your Carl and Edwards there Jr. And there, there are truncated forms of games. There are three innings, I believe, each. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it's fun. Again, you get to see the players that you like following during the year, you know, trying to fill some time in a positive way and entertain you. Uh, and it's, you know, it's all good on MLB The Show. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the as you mentioned, the MLB social media accounts, but also MLB Network's Twitch site, 
um, and it will be the show's social media. So that internet space is uh, is quite active these days. It's it's all we got uh, for the most part. It so. is. You know, I don't know how you're doing with your own, uh, you know, set of people that you uh, send out info and stuff for. But I know a lot of people are struggling because, uh, yeah, you know, if certain people say things that are too positive about where they're at and what they're doing, I think people take exception that uh, they're they're not really understanding the whole meaning here yet uh, they're trying to create some positive vibes and make people feel good at the same time so I've, mm-hmm. I've seen it go both ways it uh, it can be something that you want to you want to pay attention to and then I guess leave at some point too well yeah I, I think I think the the lesson ends up being just just be yourself because the reactions will come uh, fast, furious, and, uh, and usually angry, um, no, matter, no matter what you do. So just be yourself and be true to it. I, I, I mentioned earlier that I saw this Ichiro highlight with the great Dave Niehaus. There's a few guys through the years who you just always love hearing do play-by-play because their passion and their, their energy is just absolutely infectious. And our next guest is one of them, Bruce. Tom Hamilton joining us at the top of the hour. Joe Madden, the Angels manager, sounds still sounds strange, will be joining yep. us at 10.30. And again, your participation at 312-644-6767. Text Matt at 670-11. That's all coming up on Inside the Clubhouse, presented right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.